This is Bigger Pockets Daily. No rest for us on a Sunday. I'm Tyler, and every day I read a different article from the Bigger Pockets real estate blog. You can listen to one of these shows each day, or you can go wild and binge through the whole catalog. This isn't a new show, and most of these articles outline concepts that stand the test of time. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Mortgage rates reach multi-decade highs. Now, demand is falling by Allie J. Yale. So mortgage rates hit their highest point in nearly 23 years last week, and consumers responded accordingly. The Mortgage Bankers Association, or MBA for short, mortgage applications to purchase a home were down 27% compared to a year ago, while refinance applications were 21% lower. Overall applications declined as both prospective homebuyers and homeowners continue to feel the impact of these elevated rates, says Joel Can, MBA vice president and deputy chief economist in a press release. Okay, elevated is certainly one way to put it. The average rate on 30-year fixed-rate mortgages hit 7.31%, the highest level since late 2000. At the same time, 
Jumbo mortgage rates hit their highest point in MBA's recorded history, which is just since 2011, so not that long. But clearly, <laughs> higher financing costs aren't great for investors, but less competition from home buyers could certainly be a good thing. The question is, will these trends continue? And if so, for how long? All eyes on the Fed. Mortgage rates have been rising since the Federal Reserve started raising the federal funds rate last March. In fact, since that first rate hike, the average 30-year mortgage rate has gone from under 4% to the 7.31% we see today. At last month's meeting, though, the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, ultimately decided to pause its rate hikes, keeping the federal funds rate at the 5.25 to 5.5 range percent range it's been in since uh, July. Now, does that pause mean mortgage rates are going to go down? Probably not. The Fed's move was likely just temporary. According to their quarterly projections, not only did FOMC members overwhelmingly indicate another rate hike is on the horizon before the end of the year, but Fed Chief Jerome Powell has also said as much, indicating the group thinks rates will need to be held higher for an extended period of time to help the economy reach that magic 2% inflation rate. Here's what Powell said in a post-meeting press conference. We are committed to achieving and sustaining a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal over time. FOMC participants wrote down their individual assessments of an appropriate path for the federal funds rate based on what each participant judges to be the most likely scenario going forward. If the economy evolves as projected, the median participant projects that the appropriate level of the federal funds rate will be 5.6% at the end of this year, 5.1% at the end of 2024, and 3.9% at the end of 2025. Okay. As of now, CME Group's FedWatch tool projects the next rate hike will come at the FOMC's December 13th meeting. Should that increase come to fruition? it likely means higher mortgage rates for longer and the same resulting pullback in consumer demands. So here are some other factors that could play a role. Interest rates aren't the only thing that could keep demand low either. Student loan repayment just resumed as of October 1st, after over three years on pause because of the pandemic, hitting many potential home buyers in the pocketbook. There's also, you know, that big United Auto Workers strike which could put a dent in the economy as well, and a looming government shutdown. While Congress actually passed a last-minute bill to keep the government open, it will only fund the government until mid-November, right after the Fed's next meeting and potential rate hike. All of these factors could spell financial struggle for American consumers, pushing home-buying demand down even further. MBA actually projects purchase originations to fall by about $5 billion between this quarter and the next, and another $34 billion by the first quarter of the year. Bottom line, conditions aren't going to be great for American homebuyers for the foreseeable future. Investors, though, especially those who can pay cash and avoid today's rising mortgage rates, could be uniquely poised to benefit, enjoying less competition, fewer bidding wars, and in some places, even lower home prices. Okay, that about wraps up today's show. 
Are you ready for a deep dive into even more real estate investing content? Yes. Check out the Bigger Pockets YouTube channel. Watch interviews, property walkthroughs, dive into deal analysis, and so much more. Join over 1 million subscribers at biggerpockets.com slash YouTube, or just head straight to youtube.com slash biggerpockets. Just like reverse the thing. See you back here tomorrow.